U.S. retail sales jumped more than 3% in July. The strong data fueled inflation expectations and the Federal Reserve hawks saw the U.S. yield stopped as stocks fell yesterday in the U.S. The FOMC minutes due later today will likely confirm as well that the Federal Reserve's officials hawkish tilt won't go away despite the latest fall in inflation. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. Oops, the Americans continue spending and that's bad news for the entire world. Voila, announced yesterday the July retail sales data in the US came in better than expected. So sales grew 0.7% on a monthly basis and more than 3% on a yearly basis. So that was the biggest figure since January this year when sales soared by 3% as well. Amazon's Prime Day apparently helped boost online sales last month in the US while demand for bigger items including furniture and car parts apparently declined. But all in all, looking at the data, well, the American consumer spent 3% more compared to a year ago. And Home Depot also reported small earnings beat yesterday when it announced its second quarter earnings and a CEO confirmed that Fears of a recession or a severe recession have largely subsided and the consumer is generally healthy, while he also added that obviously uncertainties remain. Yes, uncertainties remain. Yes, yes. But that resilience of the U.S. consumer spending since... Well, the beginning of this year actually sapped investor sentiment yet again by fueling inflation expectations and the Federal Reserve hawks yet again yesterday. The U.S. two-year yield spiked above the 5% psychological mark after the data, but bounced lower quite rapidly. And that was certainly helped by a big drop in Empire State Manufacturing Index in August, which fell by 19. Uh, the 10-year yield flirted with the 4.30% level, while major stock indices fell. The S&P 500 closed below its 50-day moving average, which stands at the 44-46 level. Nasdaq 100 remained offered below its own 50-day moving average at 15,175 level, while Russell 2000 slipped below the 50-day moving average as well and is now approaching a key Fibonacci level, which is a major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on May to July rally. The next key support here stands at 1890 level, which will distinguish between the actual positive trend in the Russell 2000 index and a bearish reversal. In FX markets, well, the strength of that U.S. consumer spending data is reflected as a stronger U.S. dollar across the board. The U.S. dollar index remains bid, while cable bulls resist to the bears around the 1.27 level and above the 200-day moving average, which stands near the 126.20 mark, as the data released yesterday in the U.K. show that wages in Britain accelerated at a record pace. And when I say a rapid pace, I mean, I mean it because regular wages in the financial sector in the UK, for example, grew by an eye-popping 9.4%, while manufacturers in the UK saw their wages rise by more than 8%. That's huge. Now, happily, the inflation data uh, poured some cold water on the fire. 
this morning just now as the CPI fell from 7.9 to 6.8% in July as expected yet core inflation remains steady at the 6.9% level while the core PPI unfortunately came in higher than expected by analysts but on the food front grocery prices fell more than 2 percentage points to 12.7% but 12.7% is still a very very high number when considering that the Bank of England's inflation target is also at 2% as the Fed and the ECB. And while the true inflation metric shows that the U.S. true inflation is somewhere near the Federal Reserve's 2% inflation target, well, the British true inflation stands at around 11.5% as of today. So you bet odds for a 50 basis point hike at the Bank of England's September meeting is given a 1 over 3 chance. The two-year guilt yield is back above the 5% mark and it looks like it's there to stay as a peak Bank of England rate is seen at the 6% level. Across the channel, well, the 10-year bond yield is also pushing higher these days near a decade high levels and all eyes are on the European GDP and industrial production data which is due to be announced a little bit later this morning. Now we know that the European economy is weakening and is weakening due to the rising interest rates, the tightening credit conditions as a result of the rising rates and high energy prices. But the fact that the labor market remains tight in Europe despite all this well, remains a major, major concern for inflation expectations for the European Central Bank and Christine Lagarde, which will well, let the European economy sink further if well, it doesn't manage to take further control over inflation in Europe. So the euro dollar will certainly react negatively to a potentially weak European uh, GDP and industrial production data set today and the pair could even retest the minor 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level which stands at 107.70 level to the downside but figures more or less in line with the market and analyst expectations should not change the European Central Bank's hawkish tilt regarding its rate policy. But the problem is well there is nothing the European Central Bank could do other than restricting the financial conditions and hiking the interest rates regarding the energy and gas prices, for example, which will obviously move parallel to completely, completely external factors to the Europeans, like the Ukrainian war, for example, and labor strikes in Australia. And in the sense, while the Dutch TTF futures were again up by 12% at yesterday's trading session, while US crude tanks near the $80 per barrel level yesterday, pressured lower by, well, one, that surprised Chinese interest rate cuts inability to spark interest in risk assets globally. Two, news that China's imports of sanctioned Iranian oil hit a record high of one and a half million barrel per day this month, and that oil is trading at around $10 discount to Brent. And three, well, the latest data from the API hinting at an almost 7 million barrel decline in the US crude inventories last week. Now, the more official EIA data is due to be released today, and the consensus is a 2.4 million barrel fall. The US crude could well slip below the $80 per barrel level on slow growth concerns and falling US crude inventories, but Saudis will fight to keep the price above the $80 per barrel level in the medium run.
Now, back to my inflation talk. So the recent rise in energy and fruit prices remain obviously concerning for the euro area's inflation in the next couple of readings. Therefore, the falling inflation trend that we see nowadays remains at jeopardy as the discussion of a European Central Bank pose on its interest rate increases. So speaking of central banks, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand held its cash rate unchanged for the second consecutive month month when it met today but it also warned that there is a risk that activity and inflation measures do not slow as much as expected by the policymakers and that well they won't be cutting the interest rates until the first quarter of 2025 so that was their way of telling the market you know what just forget about the rate cuts for the moment so the kiwi extended losses against the greenback at today's trading session but the sell-off remained quite contained still now due today the latest FOMC minutes will likely show that the Federal Reserve officials remain cautious and cautiously hawkish despite the latest fall that we saw in the US inflation numbers and for the same exact reasons than the others rising energy and foot prices are well sometimes most of the time driven by geopolitical events across the world and that the Fed could only watch and adopt so the Federal Reserve is expected to hold fire when it meets at a September monetary policy meeting but nothing is less guaranteed at this point than the end of the tightening cycle in the US before the end of this year. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkoy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.